0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mindful Toolbox. My name is Sarah Lynn. I'm the head tutor and founder of Bettering Youth, an academic tutoring company that blends in emotional well-being coaching. And today I wanted to chat to you about a conversation that I had with a student that really encouraged me to reflect upon how I'm dealing with difficult conversations. So today is all about supporting your child during times of uncertainty. Let's hop right in by looking at what we're going to talk about today. We're going to start with child development, head into chaos, then talk about our natural instinct to want to protect. I'm going to share with you the actual conversation that we had. We're going to talk about what went well, and then the format that I think was really helpful that I believe will be super powerful for you to magpie, to take and adapt so you can support your child through times of uncertainty. Child development. Now this is a time that is no stranger to chaos, right? We have the exam and academic pressures. There's the social media and navigating external world, peer groups, discovering autonomy and the responsibility that comes with it. And then there are the world events like the Ukraine crisis and the coronavirus and the Freedom Convoy and the Black Lives Matter. There's all of these external events that add an extra layer to what our children are already going through. So as carers and mentors and educators, we have this natural instinct to want to protect, right? However, we need to remember that chaos is good Chaos is actually a time when our children are learning how to navigate difficult situations. They're becoming more autonomous in being able to stand up for themselves, create their own boundaries, and become independent. That doesn't mean, though, that it's easy for us as educators, mentors, and carers to watch on the sidelines as our children struggle and grapple with this. But what we need to remember that it's actually not our job to stop them from feeling pain, but rather our job is to be there to support them as they go through it. Now, this is a really important reminder that I personally needed to be reminded of because after the conversation that I'm going to be sharing with you happened, I felt as though i had really let my student down. Like I said, I don't use this conversation as a look at this model answer. I think I did it so well. You should copy it. More so as a learning opportunity, a conversation piece. What went well and what could we adapt and improve upon? So my thinking and reflection post conversation had me feeling like I didn't stop the pain. And that actually Isn't the goal of the conversation. The goal is to support the child, to facilitate a conversation so they can navigate through it a little bit easier. When I was talking about this conversation with my mentor, she shared two things with me, and I'm going to share them with you because I think it's important that you hear them too. The first thing that she shared is that the fact that we are able to go into these difficult moments and hold space for the children around us is so courageous because not everyone has that ability or that want to be able to support their child in this way or their, their partners or, or anyone who's going through chaos. It's difficult sometimes to hold space for those that we care about. And so she reminded me that it's actually not what I say but rather the feeling that the child leaves with. It's not about what I say, but rather how the child feels. And that connects in so well with this quote. It's not about stopping the pain for them, right? We can't stop and shield them from everything. It's more so about how we can help them find their feet again. So let's jump in to the conversation. Is
1: this the start of World War III? I'm not gonna lie, this question rocked me. I wasn't ready for it. It was a year seven math class. We were doing algebra and this question came right
0: out of left field. And immediately, my brain started going into panic mode. It started to make my heart rate increase. My face felt a little flush and hot. And my thoughts were spinning around my head so quickly. And the loudest thought was, what you say matters. Say the right thing. What you say matters. Say the right thing. And so I was really fortunate because I've had a lot of experience coaching and mentoring youth that I can pull from, but not everybody has that. So this is where I'm I'm hoping that this can be a learning opportunity for both of us. I started with a a return question. I volleyed the question back. And I was amidst trying to avoid that panic because let's be real, my little guard dog, it was going pretty crazy. And that prefrontal cortex was pretty close to shutting off. But I responded with a question. I said, what do you mean World War III? Like, are we going to be sent away on trains from our parents and our homes to escape bombs? You mean like what you were learning about when reading Goodnight Mr. Tom? Yes, exactly. I can understand why your brain is wondering if you'll be sent away from your family. You read about it happening in World War II. It does sound intimidating, doesn't it? But I believe that to be highly unlikely. There are many other factors that are stopping the war from coming to our doorstep. Have you spoken to mom or dad about this
1: yet? No. Do you feel comfortable talking to them about it? Yes, but I feel a bit better now. What
0: about the kids in Ukraine who are being sent away from their home? I asked, what do you think we could do to help support them? His response, could we send them some materials or letters to, know that, to let them know that we're thinking of them? I think that's a great idea. There are a few charities that are accepting donations and I believe some children would
1: really value a letter even if it's done by Google Translate. And that was our conversation.
0: So I'm just gonna keep this up here for a moment. Allow yourself to read through it again and see if you can identify some
1: of the skills that I used to navigate this conversation. Is this the start of World War III? What do you mean, World War III?
0: Like, are we going to be sent away on trains from our parents and our homes to escape bombs? Do you mean, like, what you were learning about when reading Goodnight, Mr. Tom? Yes, exactly. I can understand why your brain is wondering if you'll be sent away from your family. You read about it happening in World War II. It does sound intimidating, doesn't it? I believe that this will be highly unlikely. There are many factors that are stopping the war from coming to our
1: doorstep. Have you spoken to your mom or dad about this yet? No. Do you feel comfortable talking to them about it? Yes,
0: but I feel a bit better now. What about the kids in Ukraine who are being sent away from their home? Well, what do you think that we could do to support them? Could we send them some materials or letters to let them know we're thinking of them? I think that's a great idea. There are a few charities that are accepting
1: donations and I believe some children would really value a letter, even if it's done by Google Translate.
0: Now I've had a couple of conversation pieces or skills be presented to me in the chat box. So I'm just gonna highlight a couple of them. There are a lot of questions. Absolutely. If I annotate the screen here, we can see that there are question marks in just about every line, especially at the beginning. So questioning is definitely a key skill that we could use to navigate conversations. The next thing that I have here is
1: that I assessed their feelings Good, give me a little bit more about that. What do you mean I assess their feelings? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So I said, do
0: you feel comfortable talking to them about it? That's something that I also thought was really important to do. We're talking, we're connecting them to, we're identifying who they can connect with to further this conversation. Good. Now, some of these skills I'm going to be sharing with you are actually pulled from my experience in supporting children academically, but more so supporting them through our well-being program. Bettering Youth offers a well-being program that is designed, bespoke for a child. We have a couple of elements that we keep the same in all of our programs, like teaching about not neurobiology. However, it's really, it's really always geared to what the child needs. And in this case, I was pulling from some of the skills that I would normally use to create a sense of calm and reduce anxiety. So let's look at the skills one by one. I started with a question, which was noted by yourselves. I said, what do you mean World War III? And then I clarified again, do you mean like what you were learning about when reading Goodnight, Mr. Tom? The reason why questioning is so important is because it allows the child or the speaker to share more about what they're feeling, more about what they mean. If we would have just started with me responding to, is this the start of World War III? I could have done one of two things. I could have instinctively launched into all of my own worries and my own fears and presented that to the person that came to me for support, or, I could have said no and just shut down. What is a really vulnerable conversation start? So questioning allows us to avoid both of those situations and encourage the speaker to share more information with us. So that way there we can really understand the support that they're truly looking for. The second thing that I think was really powerful is that I acknowledged I understood where they were coming from. I said, you know, I can understand why your brain is thinking this way. It's because of this, I I acknowledge that. And I think when we acknowledge someone's worries, we're allowing them to feel normal. Instead of them feeling silly or crazy for thinking something and we're validating that it was okay for them to have that thought, we're building trust. We're allowing a vulnerable conversation to go a little bit deeper. That follows on with consoling or showing compassion. I followed up my acknowledgement and my validation by saying, wow, you're right. Like that does sound really scary. But then I also shared with them why I think it might be unlikely. And I could very well have gone into the many different aspects that are stopping the war from coming to the UK at the moment. But I didn't think it was my place. So instead, I just gave them a Cliff's Notes version, an opportunity for them to go and explore that further
1: or to talk to someone else. To talk to someone else. Do they have someone that they could
0: continue this conversation with? As educators and mentors, a lot of the times we make a very different relationship with our children than a parent would. Sometimes they feel more comfortable sharing this information with us because they're not so close to us. It doesn't matter as much if a mentor or a teacher is judging you versus if a parent or someone in your family is judging you. The weight of that judgment is very different so even though that we know we would never judge them, there's that, there's that feeling and that hesitation because there's the fear of judgment. So this is why having a mentor or having some other adult in your child's life that they could turn to and could have these conversations with is really valuable. But I use connection here to find out if they did have someone that they could continue the conversation with and what their comfort level was. At the very end, we then refocused the conversation. A lot of the times, anxiety is because we feel like we have no control. By refocusing, we're giving the control back to the speaker, to the child. I said, what do you think we could do to help support them? So instead of feeling like he was in this In this dichotomy where he's watching a war unfold online and yet his life isn't really all that different, there's a really big struggle happening right now in a lot of people's minds, but especially in our youth. And so if we can give them ways that they could feel empowered to take charge of their situation and make a little bit of an impact, a positive impact, that goes a long way.
1: And I think his suggestion was fantastic. So as we know, child development
0: is definitely a time of chaos and uncertainty. And there's a lot of different factors. My hope is that if we're able to pull out some of these key skills that encourage a vulnerable conversation, our children are gonna grow into more empathetic and courageous individuals who understand not only their feelings more, but they have the communication skills to understand others better as well. Okay, so here are the five different tools that I use inside this conversation. Now remember that these skills are not the end all be all. I'm not saying that this is the format or even the the way that you should approach an uncertain conversation. What I'm hoping that this will do is provide you with a couple of skills so when an opportunity presents itself for you to be able to hold space and have a vulnerable conversation, you have these hanging on in the background that can allow you to to be courageous and hold that space more comfortably. Now what I want to do is I want to take a moment because I can see that there are a lot of educators here And I want to relate these specific five skills to something that we might deal with on on the daily when we're talking about, when we're um, working with our students. What is something that they constantly come at you with? Something that they're not comfortable with or that you know is kind of vulnerable for them to be sharing? Yes. I am not good at math. How many times have we heard that? How many times a day have we heard that? I'm sure even as parents, you have heard this. Yeah, a lot of the times it is because they feel as though they are too slow. But we need to have the conversation with them to question why they feel like they're not good at math. You know, Sarah Lynn, back in 2015, 2016, if a child would come to me and they would say, I'm really rubbish at math. I would say to them, no, you're not. Of course you're not. Anyone can do it. Come on, let's get on with it. And what I didn't realize then was that I was actually stopping a conversation for discovery. I never then knew what actually that child felt like they were not good at because I didn't take the time to question and understand. Instead, I saw that they were in pain. I saw that they were struggling and I was saying, hey, I can help you follow me. That's not always helpful. So like you were saying, this child, if I just said, oh, come on with it, I'll never know that they had the myth in their mind that they have to be quick at maths to be good at math, which means that I can't really help to support them. So by being, so by questioning, we're ensuring that we are there for our students. So we can acknowledge that they're not crazy and thinking this. We can demystify some of the myths that they're telling themselves. We can connect them with resources and other people who might also feel like this is something that they just can't do, but have learned that they can. And then we can put them back in control. I would love if we could use this as a conversation starter. I've written a blog up on the Veteran Youth website, and I would be so grateful if you could share your own thoughts and ideas about what. Other skills we might be able to bring into these difficult conversations, or which skills you didn't really think about in the past, but now you're grateful and feeling courageous to try. This isn't an end all be all. Hopefully, it's a spark that will allow us to keep showing up a little bit more courageous. Because at the end of the day, what have we realized? It's not about what we say, but how they feel. In the end. So hopefully you can see that my student went from very anxious and in the end he felt in control and like he was going to be able to provide something towards something that he was really concerned about. Any thoughts? Perfect. I'm going to end the recording here. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today on our seventh, I believe it's our seventh Mindful Toolbox session. Next month, we are showing up on the second Wednesday at 7.15 p.m. to dive in a little more. If you'd like to find more information, please make sure that you head over to betteringyouth.co.uk. You can find all of our other Mindful Toolbox sessions and webinars all listed there, as well as all of the resources that we include on our very plurithic blog.
1: Right. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. And I'll speak to you all soon. Bye.